Hello, I'm Renee Barbo, and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. Hi, and welcome. I'm Sandra Ingerman, and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. Can you believe, Sandra, we've been almost doing this show now for two years? I believe we started our preparations about two years ago in December, or maybe a little bit sooner. And here we are. We're still having these conversations. And for some of you at home, you you might not know, but it's kind of like a conversation between two elders. We 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 think we're going one place and we end up somewhere totally different and we're not scripted. And that might drive some of you more process order type people a little bit crazy, but we always love to see where we're going and where we end up. And so today uh, we were going to talk about if you only had five years to live, how would you want to spend it? Yeah. Hi, everyone. Um, um, my husband um, presented to me way before the COVID. Um, he, because I was working all the time, literally all the time, 13 hour days, seven days a week. And he presented to me because I've been like that my whole life, you know, ever since we've been together uh, for 25 years. And so he, um, you know, now that we're, in our late 60s and um, different health problems are coming up, he sat down and said, what if we only have five years left together? What would we do? You know, what, what would we do? And about the same time that um, Woods was sharing that with me, I had the group of spirits who I've talked about on the show, the ancient ones coming through. And the, the healing that the ancient ones brought to me was showing me, teaching me how short our time is on this earth, that we're here for, they said, you're not even here to the earth for a blink of her eye, for, for even a, a part of her breath. Um, you're here like for a second. And so the ancient ones started to say to me, what do you want to do in that second? Woods, at least, was putting it out to five years. <laughs> Thanks for Woods. <laughs> we're giving me a second. <laughs> but, you know, it all started me thinking and, and bringing more awareness into my life because obviously, because I never took time off and I started teaching in, in the early 1980s and, you know, taught 40 workshops a year, was on the road 300 days a year for over 10 years teaching. It, wow. It's obviously for me a destiny thing because I am the biggest introvert you would ever, you will ever meet. <laughs> um, if we're in a room together outside of the shaman's cave, I can't talk to you. I'm, I'm too shy. Um and so, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't an easy journey for me, but it was something I love teaching shamanism. You know, I just really, really love teaching shamanism. And so that really became my whole entire life. And in some traditions, it's taught that when you become a shaman, your life is no longer your own. 
And, you know, that's been the joke in my world is that I'm working for the spirits. I'm, I'm not working for any organization. I'm not working for my students. I'm working for the spirits. And so um, so when my husband, um, you know, brought this issue up to me, it was like, well, you work until you die. <laughs> you know, it's like that's what you do, you know. And we all, we all have, again, just different destinies. We all have different desires. Our soul came in to experience some special experience on the planet. And especially with the COVID around and not knowing what anybody's future is, is this a time of reevaluation? Mm. I had a... a my probably my first astrology reading late in my 20s and the man died a couple weeks later after he did it he was this real famous astrologer buzz and um he he just simply laid it out he said in this lifetime you are married to spirit so he said you might have some you know some other relationships in your life but when spirit tells you you're going to california you're going to be on the next bus or when spirit tells you it's time to move. And sometimes I'm, I'm a reluctant shaman as well. So recently I found myself for the last 10 years going to Whidbey Island. And I felt like I, the first time that I got on the ferry, I felt like I was going home and I'd go up there for a month. And so recently I purchased a property there and I realized halfway through the process that I thought I was getting, you know, another second home where I could go to write. I realized I was in the process of moving. And I'm there like, wow, you just tricked me again <laughs> for all these years. You know, so whereas my mind, it was like one thing because spirit is going to put you where spirit wants you each and every time. Don't you think, Sandra? Absolutely. No. And, and it's always, it's always a surprise element. <laughs> That's <what laughs> so interesting and so tricky, but you can never plan your life because there's always going to be a surprise change. <laughs> right. And it, it never looks like what you think, because I looked at all of these glorious houses and all of these things that I wanted. And finally, you know, I lost out on several houses and things were going for $200,000 more than they were worth. And I lied down at the beach that I walked to every single night from my friend's home. And I lied there. I said, okay, if you really want me in this neighborhood, you better, you organize it. And the winds came whipping up and said, well, it's about time you asked. And I was like, okay. So I got back home to California and all of a sudden, sure enough, a property came up that I walked by every single night on my walk to the beach. And lo and behold, it wasn't anything that I thought it should look like. You know, it didn't have the double dormers and, the, you know, it did have the view. Uh, and it's going to be one more project. <laughs> it's always one more project. I guess that's one of the things when I was in uh, Chile once um, with Luz Clara and uh, one of her teachers, Kinta Rye, said, you were born for working. <laughs> I was like, oh, couldn't I have been born for something? Oh, you're so good for working. <laughs> the spirits are so excited. You're going to grow into a big destiny when you keep working. <laughs> and unlike Sandra, Sandra is no lie. We, I think that's why we resonate some is like we both work 
24-7. And that's just how it is. There's no separation. You know, we'll go to the movies, not anymore, but <laughs> right. go to the, don't go to the movies. Now I said I have to take breaks um, for my neck. And now I'll sit in the living room and talk to my husband for a few minutes at lunch. But I'll be talking about work. <laughs> you know, one thing that if I only had five years to live, I would love to meet you again in person. Most of our relationship has been over Zoom and and. I keep threatening to come to Santa Fe, so I will probably have to do that. Yeah, sometime well, we'll, soon. We'll definitely welcome you here. Right now, the COVID cases are pretty high. Again? But yeah, New Mexico took a. I, we don't know what happened. You know, we don't have good tracing here or anything, so we don't know what's happening. But New Mexico is really on the rise. Yeah, I think people are not. It really shows about our respect for other people, you know, whether or not I don't want my mom to get sick. Yeah. So for me, please wear your mask. If if, if we know that you're not going to be coughing and spitting over your germs on somebody else, to me, that's a good enough, you know, reason for me to continue to wear a mask. And all politics aside, I don't care what your politics are, but I know two, it was like two or three years ago when I launched my book, I was so sick all that year that I stopped going to public places like movie theaters and all of those stuff. And lo and behold, when I stopped being around all those people, I stopped getting sick, knock on wood. And so I'm a believer that if the mask is protecting other people, then I can inconvenience myself when I'm out in public and in the, the breath space of somebody else to do that. Because remember, everything is carried on the wind. The same wind you're breathing out today is going to go around the world, going to hit China and all of the other places around the world in a few short days. So it only stands to reason that what we're breathing out is as important as what we're breathing in. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Renee, really a good show that maybe we could do next time together is um, looking at the different generations, because, you know, we went through this when we were young of if somebody said to you, you know, don't go to a party because you might hurt your parents or your grandparents. I don't know. I don't know if my age group, how seriously they would have taken that. Mm -hmm. And now as an elder looking back, it's like, wow, if people would take this a little bit more seriously. But we have different generations who have different desires, different missions. And at least in the United States, this isn't true in, in other places in the world. And of course, it's not true everywhere here. There's such a breakdown in family. We did an ancestor show. We don't know our we don't know our ancestors. Um, our family systems are not the same as they were. So there isn't the honoring of generations that went on in shamanic cultures. There's more. How do you ignore a generation, or how do you get rid of a generation? Right. I think they're ready to get rid of our generation. Yeah. yeah. So what would you do if, if with five years left, what would you do? 
me. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to sit there and, and work 10 hours, 12 hours a day? Probably. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, you know, I think about this a lot because, you know, I've had these health issues. And so I think about, well, I can stay home and work and, you know, be close to home, you know, I, I live in nature. Um, I ha- I have woods and we start to play Scrabble or something and do things that retirees do, but then that's not me. <laughs> that's not who I am. And so I think for me, it's really about, um, uh, balancing out how much I work and ha- how much I enjoy the rest of my life with Woods. Um, that's really, oh, that's really nice. important to me, really important to me. I knew that the, the move was coming when I was up in um, would be this earlier this fall. And I was, I didn't want to leave. Like my, my soul was like, this is, you need this more than, you know, but I need the desert too. So I I will keep, you know, a second place here, but that there's, that my soul needs that water and the big hundred year old trees and all of that is a soul longing as well. And like you, I I think that if I only had five years to live, I would want to get another book done. I mean, there's just so much i still want to contribute. And, and I don't even believe that it's, I don't know if it's self-serving that when you want to contribute, like, you know, is there like, am I selfishly trying to self contribute more to the world than is mine to offer? I guess I might have to look at that as like, or is it some innate need? But my mom told me when I was just uh, learning to crawl, like my sister would lie on the floor for hours and not move. I'd be down the street, down the block, you know, and I, and and so I believe that this movement of my spirit, I came in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I came in, um, you know, the first job I ever had, my father hired me when I was seven. I was so organized. <laughs> I had a job in San Francisco for a construction company and they fired five people because I could do everybody's job by noon, <laughs> by noon, but <laughs> not even by five. And so um, it it's, it's really interesting because I obviously came in with spiritual gifts, um, but I came in with this completely organized mind. I can organize things much better than so many people can, which is how I got myself in the situation of having no staff. It was like, why well, have staff when I can do things the way I want to do them now? Um, at the age where I could use a little bit of help, but um, it's just, it's, it's everything so different. You know, we go through so many different phases. We go through um, so many different transitions and, and to be able to start to pull some of that apart and to be able to actually acknowledge the feelings that you're having towards different generations um, you know, there's people who are starting to be afraid of younger people, and that's scary. Um, 
And, you know, there's um, a whole generation that doesn't care about the elderly. And that's mm-hmm. scary, too, you know. So how do we bring back some of the, the shamanic vision to that? I think that would be a great show. That would be great. Yeah, I kind of like the company elder here where yesterday I went out to lunch um, with the with people from work and they were all 30 and, you know, 40. And, you know, the oldest one at the table was like 20 years younger than me. And I was there like, and I, that's just not how I view it, you know? And then I'm there like, oh, I'm supposed to teach them. So then I go back to, oh, I'm not supposed to do, I'm supposed to teach them. And, and I have to remind myself, I'm supposed to mentor not, you know, I don't need to lug the whole party together anymore. I just need to teach other people how to be able to host the events and things like that. So I think for me, that's what the next five years will be about is learning how to, you know, turn over some of the, the load and have other people help help in the process. Yeah, I, and I think that the COVID is bringing us all to um, simpler intentions um, for our next dream of life, not making life so complicated so that when issues like climate change disasters or pandemics come in, that life doesn't just get so complicated. You're already pared down. You're already living simply, but a life that means something to you, mm-hmm. brings you joy. Um, we just have to find new things to bring us joy right now. Well, why don't you tell us on over at the Shaman's Cave, what brings you joy? And, you know, what What would you, if you only had five years to live, are you living the life of, of that? Or is there a lot to change in order to get into alignment with, with living a life that's simple, that feels uh, like you're contributing and that feeds your soul. Absolutely. Feeding your soul. Remember, remember this term, what you feed grows. <laughs> and we're not talking about getting wider. We're talking about getting wiser. <laughs> I love that. The show on getting wiser, not wider. <laughs> Although everyone's talking about how they've all gained 20 pounds with this, you know, stay at home experience. Um and it's just so easy, easy to do. I mean, I know that for me, I don't want to eat, you know, five more years of potato chips. I'd rather eat five more years of foods that nourish my soul. One of the decisions that I made a few years ago was if there's if there's a cookie on the table, is this cookie worth eating? Right. Or is it like, you know, some pre-baked cookie from somewhere? So I choose like, oh, I'd rather I'd rather have a fresh squeezed juice than this, you know, bag cookie. It's just yeah. about simple choices instead of making yeah. it so complex. Absolutely. Yeah, everything where we're going um, is leading us to, we keep coming back to the term, the simple life, which um, I just always want to bring that back to Jose Lucero, an amazing, um, compassionate elder on the Santa Clara uh, Pueblo in New Mexico, a brilliant man who is trying to encourage us to all live this simple life. And he called me and asked me to bring out those teachings. And so, you know, when we look at, um, if we only have five years left, how complicated 
do we want our lives to be in those five years? So in reflecting on some of that and sharing what isn't too personal on the wall, it would be really interesting to see what are the things you would let go of? What what are um, important to you anymore if you're not going to be here that long? Yes. What will you subtract? I like yeah. that. All right. Well, why don't you follow us over at uh, shamanstv.com and over at YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our channel so you get updates of when when we do go live and, and things like that. And uh, definitely we love reading the, the quality of comments that are coming on the Shaman's Cave lately are make us get inspired to write back. Inspire yes. us to answer you. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Blessings, everyone.